Hello, hello, hello everyone. I am so excited to be back today and I am in conversation with Cheryl Rist who's been a practicing acupuncturist for over two decades and her journey with acupuncture started during her 20s when she was suffering with an incurable disease. And and I just put air quotes around that for the people who are listening to the audio. And Cheryl was introduced to an acupuncturist and her life changed dramatically. After traveling for a few years, Dr. Cheryl entered the acupuncture program at McEwen University in Alberta. And at present, she practices over five different styles of acupuncture and loves the continual education involved in the acupuncture profession. Cheryl is also trauma certified, has her doctor of natural medicine, offered a reduced anxiety clinic for teenagers and frontline workers, and is known for her one needle techniques. Dr. Cheryl happily helps with pregnancy issues, delivery, fertility, MVA, motor vehicle accidents, TMJ, that's a jaw thing, chronic back problems, chronic diseases, anxiety, depression, muscle issues, and general practice. She's trained extensively in needling, cupping, gua sha, laser acupuncture, and non-invasive acupuncture. And Dr. Cheryl truly loves what she does and it shows. And so Dr. Cheryl, welcome to My Dead Dragon. We've had some really interesting conversations um, in in other settings and I'm really excited to hear what you have to share. And uh, can you start us off by telling us a little bit about your story? Well, first of all, thank you so very much for having me on your podcast. I am so honored. And uh, I am so sorry about that great big, huge bio. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, felt like I heard you reading it and I'm thinking, oh, my, that is way too long. <laughs> it just means you've got it going on. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so... I have, I, I don't know what else to say after that incredible introduction. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was a very, very sick person mm. and got introduced to an acupuncturist. I'll go into more detail on mm-hmm. that, but mm-hmm. um, and realized that I needed to, to do things if I was going to live. Mm. So when I was about 13 years old, I, uh, I got sick with what was known they didn't really classify it as anything Hmm. but they said that um that it was similar to ulcerative colitis they didn't know if it was colitis crohn's disease but i was losing immense amount of blood in the toilet Hmm. many times a day oh wow so the doctors of course didn't know what to do with me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i ended up to be a bit of a guinea pig Hmm. and how did that go not very well (laughs) (laughs) they tried experimental drugs on me Mm. they tried experimental techniques on me and at the time I was I was sick I was a young teenager which means I didn't get to play as much as other teenagers Mm. but um being sick sometimes I would sleep 16 hours a day I would miss school for Mm. a week at a time it wasn't a lot of fun yeah and so, so the doctors didn't know what was going on and how did you kind of, cause it, that's not a thing for you now, right? Like oh my goodness. Yeah. Like you're, you're <laughs> curious. So how did you realize that, okay, I actually, nobody, nobody knows what's happening, right? I'm kind of looking to the, the M, the doctors out there to give me the answer. They don't have an answer. I need to look somewhere else. 
and maybe that somewhere else is is within me. And so how did you get to that point? Well, it took at one point, the doctors had told me that if I had this thing for a decade, that I would be dead by the time I was 30. Wow. Which scared me silly. Mm-hmm. And the doctors didn't seem to have the answers. So my parents and I started to look for solutions. Mm. And one of the solutions we had been offered was the solution of a home, uh, what we thought was a homeopath mm-hmm. person. And, and there wasn't a lot of homeopathics back then mm-hmm. in, in our area. Mm-hmm. And so um, what they suggested is that I stop eating for six months and take a bunch of pills. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which, which really wasn't going to work for a teenage girl. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. One of my other solutions that I had been offered was surgery. And I was in the hospital and a surgeon came to me and he said, I think we should take everything out Hmm. and you should have a bag. Now, that's more of a common thing today. But back then it was barely heard of. Hmm. And I was lying beside about an 80 year old lady with a little plastic bag. And I thought there is no way I am doing that. And how old were you at this point? At that point, I was 19. So 19, and here's this option to have surgery and have like a, like a bag where that captures like all your stuff that should be coming out of other parts of your body. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Not a good way to date. (laughs) And and, not a good way to date. And the other option on the table is if you do nothing, you die. Yeah. Yeah. So I realized, so what happened is I ended up moving into a basement suite. I, I left my parents' house because I wanted to start to live on my own. I was about 21 mm-hmm. and I moved into a basement suite. And the woman who owned the house, she saw how sick I was. I was in one of my spells and I was mm-hmm. gray and there was no pinkness to me. And, and um, it, was, it, was, it was really difficult because I was sleeping so much. And she said, you know, I noticed you're sick you should go see an acupuncturist. Oh. Yeah. Did you and even thought, know what that was? I had no idea what it was. <laughs> and when I found out it had to do with needles, I was like, uh-uh, I am not going there at all. <laughs> there is no way you can get me close to any more needles. <laughs> it's because in the hospital, mm-hmm. when I was in the hospital, they would take vials and vials out of me mm-hmm. morning, noon, and night because I needed to figure out what was going on. Yeah. So I was terrified of yeah. me. Yeah. I thought there is no way I'm going to go see some lady who's going to shove needles in me for fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> who's fun? Who's fun? Exactly. <laughs> so, so I was sick for a little while that time. And, and uh, mm. I realized I didn't have much of a choice. Mm. I realized that it was time that I started taking control. Hmm. Nobody else was able to do anything for me. Mm-hmm. So I really, I was really, really terrified of needles. Yeah. And I worked up the, I worked it up. I worked up all my courage and everything else. And I drove into Vancouver and knocked on this door. I almost ran away from the door like three times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this lady greeted me and she just had this whole angelical aura about her. Mm. And I could smell these herbs. 
when she opened the door and I thought, that smells really yummy. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it once. So she fall- I followed her in and, and she did an-, an intake and she talked to me for about half an hour, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then she got me to lie down on a table and you're talking about somebody who wants to chew their fingers off. Mm. <laughs> <It was> just- <laughs> yeah. And after- so I took the treatment and it didn't hurt. Mm. It-, it wasn't anything I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And after about three treatments with her, I started to, to feel better. Wow. Yeah, I had energy and it was the first time in my life I'd ever had energy. Wow. That I could remember, of course. So right? how, how was that? How was that? It was completely mind blowing. I, I didn't even understand how it worked. Yeah. I, I, I felt like she was this uh, angelical being that had been mm. sent down from heaven to make mm. people feel good. <laughs> so mm. I didn't really understand any of it at all. Yeah. And um, and then I started to say, you know, this is actually something that is normal. Hmm. There was just some things wrong with my system. And, and I started to study a little bit of acupuncture at the time mm-hmm. so that I could have an understanding of it. Hmm. And at that point, I told her, I said, I'm going to become an acupuncturist. I, I said, I don't know what you've done and I don't mm-hmm. understand how it works, but yeah. I want to help people that way. Yeah. Wow. So- so I'm, I'm just, I'm hearing so much in this that, you know, like having this, um, quote unquote diagnosis at a young age, but not really even a diagnosis because nobody really even knowing what's going on. Right. So it's not like they can kind of put their finger on it and trying this and trying that and trying this and trying that and, and really casting about for answers, and having some suggestions like, oh, well, you could just stop eating for six months and, and a part of you knowing, okay, that's not going to work for me. Another suggestion, we could just cut it all out and put a bag on you, right? And so there was this part of you all along that that maybe knew this is not right for me. Yeah. So what was that part? I really felt like there was a, a solution. Mm. I really felt like there was an answer. I uh-huh. I felt that what I'd been offered wasn't right. Right. Uh, I, I I really still had hope. I mean, yeah. even though I was told I was going to die, yeah. I still thought that there had to be something somewhere. Right. That would work. Yeah. So what what was that part of you? Like, did you always have that part? I don't know if I always had that part. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, there was definitely times when I was, I would cry. Mm, yeah. Right. Because, yeah. because what are you going to do? You're, yeah. you're so sick. You're a teenager. You're supposed to be out in the world experiencing and being rebellious. Yeah. 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 And there was definitely times that I was just too sick to even get out of bed. Hmm. There was definitely uh, times of depression and and, def- and times of just, there's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. I have a pretty tough, I had a pretty tough mom. Yeah. Right. So she's, yeah. so she was always like, get up, get going, get, get on it, go riding, go do what you need to do. Mm. And 
So I don't think I ever completely gave up, but there was definitely times that yeah. I knew there was that, like what the medical system was doing for me, unfortunately, just wasn't working at all. Yeah. And what's really remarkable to me is that you, you knew that there was a part of you that knew that. And within the overwhelm within that, and, and I'm, you know, this, this language might not fit for you. So let me know if it doesn't, but within that pit of despair, Mm -hmm. when you have that chronic, chronic health issue or diagnosis and, and not getting the answers, not getting the support that you need because, and, and people are, are doing their best, I'm sure, but they don't know what's going on. Right. And, and, within that choosing and not all the time right because when you're in that space it's you know it's yeah like sometimes you're in that space but noticing and choosing to connect at times with the part of you that said no yeah there is an answer there is a solution there is something that is definitely what happened because wow when I was when I was offered the acupuncture and I completely just, you know, was so afraid of the needles, but it was it was like, you know, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the answer. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, I would never, ever do it otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was it was really trusting hmm. in myself and in, in hmm. my deep, deep gut, that little tiny, tiny voice that said, keep going. Yes. Yes. Don't just go curl up in bed and, and die. You, yes. This is garbage. Yeah. And and you have a life. So just yeah. keep going. Mm. So how did you come to know that voice? How did you come to recognize mm. that voice? Well, that's a really good question. That might even be a bit of a hard question. Yeah. I, mean, I, grew, up, I grew up very spiritual as it was. My mom was mm. very, very spiritual. Um, she did a lot of I Ching and meditations. Mm. And, and um, we lived on a beautiful acreage in the middle of the Fraser Valley. Mm. Very, very blessed with, with where I grew up and, and very blessed with a mom who was extremely spiritual. And so I... You know, you would you would lie when you're sick. You know, what else do you do? You lie in bed and mm-hmm. and don't do much. And so I would I would meditate and I would go deep mm-hmm. within myself. And you know, at first you don't recognize what's in there. Yeah. But after yeah. a while, you you start to to feel that there's something deeper than just mm-hmm. the surface. Yeah. And you keep working at that and, and trying to trying to clear out the negative thoughts, trying to clear out whatever it is that mm. is stopping you from living the life that you want. Mm-hmm. I think my mom was very uh, fundamental in that. She had a she had a tough she was a tough person. <laughs> I adored mm. her. Um, and she was always, no, you've got to keep going. You've got to find the ways you've got to. If there's a problem, you, you figure out the solution. Mm. And. The problem was within me Mm. and I knew that. So meditations, I have, I ended up meeting some shamans and going through an initiation Mm. um, as a a shaman, um, having an apprentice as a shaman and just really connecting 
with my deep, deep inner soul. Mm. It took a lot. I mean, it was not yeah. easy at all. It yeah. was it was a lot of very hard work to get there. Yeah. I think this is some of the most rigorous work we can do as a human being. Yeah. I completely agree. It's it's getting into the trenches, getting yeah. dirty within yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. And, and clearing out the garbage because we don't even know what's in there. <laughs> right? It's like, ooh, this is interesting. <laughs> so so with the with the meditation and, and the shamanism, you know, now that you 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 know, kind of looking back with your experience, your your training, the the work that you do in, in supporting people to greater health, if you kind of looked back with that lens, what would your understanding be of what was going on for you? I truthfully believe that I was granted this incredible journey mm. to dig deep so that I can help others to dig deep, yeah. uh, to, to, to understand where to dig and, and what it feels like to do that yeah. digging yeah. Um, so that I can support others. And, and I mean, I'm still completely terrified of needles. <laughs> but, but, and that's a blessing because I understand what it's like to overcome mm. obstacles constantly Yeah. so that you can become the best that you can be. It's, it's not all of a sudden you are just not afraid of needles anymore. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't really work like that. Mm -hmm. So you still have your, your little bit, little funny hangups and little funny things that are happening for you, but you know that you need to get through them. And sometimes they're not such funny hangups. I mean, yeah. being terrified of needles, I go get blood tests and, and I go see the dentist and they know to cover my eyes so that I don't black out, right? So we're not... <laughs> right? Wow, and you're an acupuncturist <laughs> and, and doctor of natural medicine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who would have known? Wow. Um, um, so I, I think that the biggest thing is to just persevere. Know that you can get there. Yeah. Because you can. Yeah. And so what would you what would you say for people who don't know what there looks like? So knowing that mm -hmm. okay, where I'm and you know, I'm reminded of what you shared about the first time you had energy. Like, what is this? What do I do with this? How do I right? <laughs> so for people who are maybe in the trenches or and it could be in their health, it could be in other areas, and they don't even know what there looks like because they haven't ever been there. They just know that here sucks, right? And, and the pain to stay has gotten so great that a change needs to happen. What would you say yep. to those people? Keep going. Mm. Just keep going. Know that there is that beautiful sunny meadow at the end of that long, dark tunnel. Yeah. Know that that sunshine is going to shine on you mm. and that you just have to keep going. Hmm. Is it, and it's and some days you're not going to want to keep going at all. And those days, just curl up in bed with a nice fuzzy warm blanket and give yourself lots and lots of love. Yeah. And the next day, get up and do it again. Yeah. 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 That that saying, right? That sometimes courage is the tiny voice that says, "I'll try again tomorrow." Yeah. Yeah. I um. I'm reminded of Finding Nemo and Dory. The fish just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> um, that's exactly what you have to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In all of the journeys, in all of the journeys, 
Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't matter if you're going through trauma or health mm-hmm. or what you're really going through. You know, you just have to keep putting the one foot in front of the other. Hmm. And can you speak about the relationship that we have with our bodies as, as part of our journey? The body is our vehicle so to speak, for getting around this world. And Mm -hmm. if it starts to cause us, if it causes us problems, we're not as able to get around this world. And I I know that that sounds uh, a little bit different, but all the traumas, everything that happens to us in life, if we're not careful, we store it in the body Mm -hmm. in different places. Mm -hmm. Um, My go-to, as soon as I get stressed, you can watch me have sciatica all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> One second I'm perfectly fine and running running down the street chasing my kids, and the next I am crippled and unable to walk. Mm. So, so what when we're going through things, our bodies retain the memories. Mm-hmm. They are they retain everything that's happened to us. And so it's a matter of clearing out that stuff out of our bodies, mm. which isn't always possible. But that's what digging in the trenches is, mm. is, is climbing into our souls, our bodies, our inners, and, and dealing with what's there and loving what's there. And, and giving, you know, hearing it, loving it, and releasing mm. it so that we don't have those weak spots, so that we start to get past the, the triggers and everything. Does that answer that question? I'm not it, sure. I yeah, might have just it, gone it off does. On something yeah, no, okay. it, it it totally does. And and you know, that's my understanding as well, is that any physical experience, emotional, mental, spiritual, whatever, you know, if we have trauma and trauma doesn't need to be like, oh, I witnessed a war, it it can be right. It's like just the fact that you're alive, you've probably got some kind of trauma in your life that if we're not aware of actually when when we just when we experience you know the day-to-day things of allowing those emotions noticing them first and then allowing them to move through us and releasing them so that we don't store them because so often you know what i find is that we can we can say oh it's not it's not a good time to feel that or i don't feel like i'm allowed to feel that and so we can stuff it and that's where it gets stuck and so, so in that process of releasing the kind of stored energy in our physical forms, in your experience, is it necessary to really even know what it's about? Or is it okay to just kind of like let it out and not have to, you know, dig into, you know, what is this? Why do I feel this way? Where did it come from? <laughs> um, I think it's just so much easier just to let it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's a it's a much more pleasant journey if yes. you can do that. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and understand that that whatever's there, it could be but but not judging what is there. Mm-hmm. But just allowing it to move through you. Yeah. Yeah, I know that was a that was a game changer for me in my journey when I realized that, oh, I don't need to actually psychoanalyze every little thing. I can just like, oh, if I'm feeling some feelings, I can just feel the feelings and know that I'm discharging whatever it is. And and yeah. through that process, I've actually been able to notice, oh, this is a very old feeling. This is deep, deep, deep. And I don't I don't need to go in and pick it apart. I can just like feel it and release it and clear it out of my form. 
Isn't that so wonderfully magical? It's freaking <laughs> amazing. <laughs> amazing, right? And and to yeah, to to know, oh, I don't need to figure out what it's about. Yeah. Right? That's I can, a blessing. Yeah, I can direct my vital life energy to creating what I would love, not to kind of digging into the past if if that's what I would love. If that's what I would love. Yeah. yeah, and 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 um, we only have so much energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of us have huge amounts of energy, and some don't have as much. But there's still only so much energy one has in a day, and to spend it on trying to understand and psychoanalyze the the traumas that your body has grabbed hold of. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that that energy might be better spent creating beautifulness in your life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And knowing, knowing too, that you can have both and those things that you can be moving through your process. You can be on your journey. You can be releasing, you can be, um, you you know, allowing the trauma and the, the stored emotions to, to move through you. And you can also have the joy and the beauty at the same time. You don't have to pitch a tent in one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're quite right. I, I'm, and I might have given the impression of pitching a tent, but that's not no. really what. I yeah, know. no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> I'm like, oh, don't pitch any tents. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's right. Don't, yeah, just don't, don't get a zip code. <laughs> just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Right. Yeah, yeah, and I love the ease and flow that comes with that, too. Yes. Right, like knowing that when you're in that process if the emotions do come up, if the energy does come up to be discharged, you don't have to stay there. You know, that's one of the things I've, I've noticed with, um, with, with clients that I've worked with sometimes is that there can be a reluctance to allow, especially if they've had a pattern of really not feeling the feelings, there mm-hmm. can be a reluctance to, to allow because not knowing, am I going to be in this forever? Right. It's, it's, it can be very scary in some yeah. of those feelings. It's, yeah. it's, it's out of a, out of a, out of a 10, it's always a 10 or a 12 or a 15 out of 10 sometimes. And, yeah. and so it's, it's just like a great big bucket that's over top of you or whatever yeah. you want to say. Yeah. And, and it's dark and it's, it's mean and it's miserable and you don't have to stay there. You yeah. just flow through, you understand it, you see it, you give it what it needs yes. and then you keep going. And, and as you keep going, the brightness starts to come back in and the bucket goes away and the sunshine comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep that. swimming. <laughs> Just keep swimming. And so, so how do you now work with that part of you that is connected to source because that's what i believe that we all have that voice we all have that connection and so has it gotten easier over your journey to be in connection and flow with that part of you absolutely Mm. um as as an acupuncturist i expect myself and this sounds what horrible because there's days when you're not like this but i expect myself to be in constant touch with that that's how you're able to to assist in a more efficient, wonderful, beautiful way, other people who are going through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're tapping into a different level of knowledge. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I have all my wonderful training, which mm-hmm. is fascinating to me and has philosophy and where to put needles and how to do that and everything else. 
But I don't think that that would be the end all be all if I didn't have mm. that, that huge connection to source. Mm-hmm. And what, what would you say to people who are wondering, how do I develop that connection, my connection to my mm. source? That's such a beautiful question. Mm. <laughs> and it's so beautiful to watch people when they when they come in and, and when I've worked with patients and they come in and, and they haven't had that connection. And then all of a sudden you start to watch that change and that change ends up to be like a glow. Mm. Um, it's, it's almost like a, it's, it's not there. And then, and then things start to glow and, and they start yeah. to realize and things start to, to, to connect in their brain and in their heart and everything. And they just, they, they vibrate, they turn into these really beautiful souls mm. that they already were, yeah. but now they realize that there's, they're this beautiful soul and they just have to keep, keep finding that beautifulness yeah. in yourself and, and, and releasing the, the garbage so that it goes away so that you can do that all that gorgeous work. Mm, yeah. And, and knowing that as you release the garbage and release the garbage, it's a process, right? So yeah. if you're, if you're kind of depending on where people are at, as they're listening to this on their journey, you know, sometimes you you're like, okay, what is that connection? How does that work? How do I, you know, figure out who that is, you get a touch of it, and you're like, Oh, this is amazing. And then exactly. you kind of slip, a, you slip away from it, right? Just like a baby learning yes. to walk, they stand up, and then they fall down, and they're still scooting around on their butt. So it's just practice is all it's just practice. That's really all it is, is just keep going. Yeah. And you are going to end up in that incredibly beautiful spot. Mm, I love that. And so what were what were some of your biggest challenges in your process? And if you could, you know, tell yourself something starting out, there was something you wish, oh, I wish I'd known that, what would that be? Well, I think it's funny because you have an acupuncturist who's afraid of needles. So I think the biggest <laughs> process was actually getting getting a little bit over my fear of needles. When we're in school, we have to put 20 needles in ourselves oh, before wow. we're ever allowed to treat anybody else. So okay. <laughs> that was for me. <laughs> Good job. I'm high-fiving you. <laughs> but the girls in the class would surround me so that if I, if I, if I passed out, if I fell, they would make sure I didn't hit my head. <laughs> oh, so did you actually pass out in school? Yeah, I would actually black out from having oh. put those in myself. Oh yeah. my goodness. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Don't ask. Wow. Well, I am so, double high-fiving you. Right? <laughs> so, so it was a matter of getting through my fear of needles. Mm. Right. So that, so that I could be functional, so that I could at least pass that 20 needles and be able to treat other people but for me, it was very monumental because yeah. being afraid of needles um, made me be really, uh, really recognize people's fears mm. and know that I had to be the most gentlest person I could possibly be with those needles, which ended up to be part of my forte. Yeah. So it was, mm. it was definitely an, an interesting journey. And if I could tell, oh my goodness, I don't know what to tell myself. <laughs> Maybe Dory just keeps swimming. <laughs> yeah, just keep swimming. Just keep, keep swimming. Yeah. yeah. And so did you have guides and mentors along the way? And if so, what role did they play for you? 
I have been so lucky. I am mm. so grateful for every single one of my mentors. I, I, so my very first acupuncturist, my acupuncturist, her name is Lee and she lived in Vancouver for forever. Right now she's on hiatus and she's on one of the islands mm. and she's still one of my mentors. So for her, I'm super grateful. She is actually, um, she's actually trained in uh, Taiwan and with, with, the, with the system I'm studying right now. She's a spectacular acupuncturist and, and I just adore her. She's an incredible person. Mm. Um, I've had the opportunity to study under some of the, some of uh, some great homeopaths, some great chiropractors, had the beautiful privilege of, of working with some massage therapists mm. who were very, very well educated. Mm. Um, and, and that combines with, with all the spiritual mentors I've been just so blessed to have in my life. I, I, I'm just, I'm, as you can tell, I'm so freaking grateful for every yeah. single one of them because I wouldn't be who I am or, or where I'm at or able to have the understanding I have Hmm. so that I can pass that on. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, you know, we are not meant to do this thing alone, right? Like we, we are the only ones who can make the choice to become the heroine of our own life. We can only make that choice, but we don't have to do it alone. Yeah, we definitely do not have to do anything by ourselves. Yeah, we're not meant to. We're not meant no. to. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a village to raise a yeah. child. It takes yeah. a village to raise a human being too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, Dr. Cheryl, is there anything that you would want to say? Just imagine that there's someone out there listening and this message is for them. What would that be? I would want to give them a great big squishy hug mm. <laughs> mm. and say, you know what? I, I promise you, I promise you it will get better. I promise yeah. you if you keep, if you just, if you just believe even just a smidgen yeah. and you let somebody help you believe just a little bit more, you're going to get to where you need to go. Mm. Because that's where you need to go, and and that's and you're supposed to be there. Yeah. So just keep going because I I promise you, it's gonna get there. Mm, wherever there is. Yeah, right? wherever, and you can believe in our believing for you. If you're having a hard time believing it for yourself, believe in our belief. Exactly. That's yeah. a, that's beautifully well put. Yeah, yeah. I, di I didn't make it up. I heard it. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you so much, Dr. Cheryl. And so for people who are in the um, Edmonton area, you practice in Sherwood Park. I do. And so I'll, <laughs> yeah, and so I will put your info in the show notes and people can connect with you. And then for other people listening, because I have listeners all over um, actually the world. Ha ha ha. Love that. Love that. So for those people who maybe if they would want to like follow you on social media, do you have any of that stuff or a website or? <laughs> um I have realized that I have really let that stuff go lately. I'm, I'm going to be working on it next Monday. Um, it's kind okay. of my day where I okay. get to do 
media stuff. Um, I do have a Facebook. It's Dr. Cheryl. But there's a few of us. Okay. So I'm not sure really how to how to make myself yeah. stand out. There. I'll put that in the show notes too. So for people um, listening on so on the YouTube channel, it'll be in the description and then in the podcast show notes, I'll actually link to your business page and then people can follow you that way as well. I have a website as well. It's drcheryl.ca, but I'm not sure. I haven't checked it for a while. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Brentwood Chiropractic Clinic. That's where I would put a, send a lot of people so that they can come and find me. And, you know, if you if you need some help, if you need some answers, if you're looking for some advice, just, uh, just give the girls at Brentwood Chiropractic, give them your number and say, I need Dr. Cheryl to call me. And I, I phone people all the time and happily yeah. help people all the time. Mm. Um, I don't know where else to go with that because I'm definitely very accessible and, and yeah. very willing to help. You mm. just, I'm, I'm just not as easy to find as I thought I was. <laughs> well, look at that. There we go. <laughs> so I will include all of those. I'll include the Brentwood Chiropractic info in the show notes. I will include your Facebook business page in the show notes as well and your website. And then if people are listening and they're having a hard time getting in touch with you, DM me on my socials and I can facilitate a connection. I'm so, so happy to do that as well. Um, I, I want to put up a, 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 it's not really a plug, but I want to let people know about what I'm doing for, for the frontline workers, if you don't mind. I would love to hear that. So I realized that our nurses aren't, aren't doing well. Yeah. And it concerns yeah. me greatly because they are our greatest caretakers. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that they weren't doing well, I knew I needed to help somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so what I'm doing is I'm offering uh, anxiety treatments for frontline workers oh, wow. for 50% off. I wanted to do it for free, but my office wouldn't let me. Wow. <laughs> Probably a good idea. That is so generous. That is so generous. I, um, yeah, I have, I have friends that are nurses and it's an extraordinarily, um, yeah, they're carrying a lot right now. So yeah. Oh, thank you. I will definitely, I'll actually also make sure to note that in my social media posts about the episode. Sounds fabulous. Thank you so very much. I sure appreciate it. Anything we can do right now to help out there. Yeah. It takes a village. It takes a village. Uh, It's a human being. Yep. (laughs) Any age. Uh, well, thank you so much, Dr. Cheryl. I have so appreciated our conversation. And to all of my listeners, thank you for tuning in. I love hearing from you. It just fills my heart. It fills my cup. So if you would love to hear something, you would like to suggest a guest, please reach out. Let me know how the podcast is impacting you. And you can support it by subscribing and leaving a review. And uh, I've also set up a private Facebook group for people to talk about the episode. So you can find that on, um, on Facebook, my dead dragon and have a phenomenal day until next time. 